The Toronto Star broke the story that John Tory had been in a months-long relationship with a former member of his staff. Here's what he said last night at around 8.30 p.m. in a press conference. Uh, I want to update uh, Torontonians uh, on a difficult personal matter. During the pandemic, I developed a relationship with an employee in my office in a way that did not meet the standards to which I hold myself as mayor and as a family man. The relationship ended by mutual consent earlier this year. During the course of our relationship some time ago, the employee decided to pursue employment outside City Hall and secured a job elsewhere. I recognize that permitting this relationship to develop was a serious error in judgment on my part. It came at a time when Barb, my wife of 40 plus years, and I were enduring many lengthy periods apart while I carried out my responsibilities during the pandemic. As a result, I've decided that I will step down as mayor so that I can take the time to reflect on my mistakes and to do the work of rebuilding the trust of my family. I'll be working with the city manager, the city clerk, and the deputy mayor, Jennifer McKelvey, to ensure an orderly transition in the coming days. While I deeply regret having to step away from a job that I love in a city that I love even more, I believe in my heart it is best to fully commit myself to the work that is required to repair these most important relationships. As well, I think it is important, as I always have, for the office of the mayor not to be in any way tarnished and not to see the city government itself put through a period of prolonged controversy arising out of this error in judgment on my part, especially in light of some of the challenges that we face as a city. I'm deeply sorry, and I apologize unreservedly to the people of Toronto and to all of those hurt by my actions, including my staff, my colleagues on city council, and the public service for whom I have such respect. Most of all, I apologize to my wife, Barb, and to my family, who I've let down more than anyone else. I hope the privacy of all of those impacted by my actions can be respected, and that includes me. I think, as you know, that I am naturally not, uh, I'm naturally a private person, notwithstanding some of the jobs that I've had over the years, and I hope you'll respect that, and the privacy of everyone else as well, especially my wife and family. I've made the Integrity Commissioner aware of the relationship and asked him to review it. I want to thank the people of Toronto for trusting me as mayor. It has been the job of a lifetime. And while I've let them down and my family down in this instance, I've nonetheless been deeply honoured by the opportunity to serve the people of this wonderful city. And I believe that I did some good for the city, that I did make a positive difference uh, for the city that I truly love, particularly during the pandemic. I'm usually known for taking as many questions as you want to ask, but on this occasion, I think I'll let my statement speak for itself. Thank you. Thank you. That was uh, John Tory, now former mayor of Toronto, stepping down from office, resigning from his role, his post as the, the city's mayor, was elected just a few short months ago and has resigned due to a uh, revelation of a long uh, relationship that he had with a former member of his staff, this is a story that broke uh, last night, a little after 7.30, by the Toronto Star. Uh, they came forward with this story. And, you know, shortly after, from a media perspective, we got news that John Tory would have a press conference actually this morning at 8.30 that we were all preparing to bring to you, the listeners, the residents of this city, and then quickly that changed to a press conference last night, a little after 8.30 p.m. We are all in shock. For years, we have all spoken, you know, again, we have difference of opinion when it comes to John Tory and 
politics and strong mayoral, you know, uh, jurisdictions and all of that. But I think for the most part, all this looked at our mayor, or now our former mayor, um, with high regard. He came in after, you know, tumultuous years with with Rob Ford. He never knew what was going to happen with Rob. And John promised a steady leadership. He promised going back to to basically the status quo, um, or at least what we would expect from a mayor of a large city, a world-class city like, like Toronto. So I think that's why we're all in shock. You know, at the end of the day, John Tory is a human being, um, but this begs so many questions. We have a great lineup of journalists, pundits, uh, people who are in the know and have been following this story uh, throughout this show, throughout the next three hours. The mayor said in that statement that he will take time to reflect on his mistakes and will work to rebuild the trust of his family. He also said that he has let the integrity commissioner, Jonathan Batty, know of the relationship and will review it. Again, as I said, this broke last night from uh, by the Toronto Star uh, when they got wind of this and and basically posed the, the question to uh, the mayor's office. And according to John Tory and his lawyer, Peter Downward, the mayor developed a relationship, as you just heard, with an employee in his office during the pandemic. And according to the letter that was written by the lawyer and also the statement, it ended by mutual consent earlier this year. I'm going to ask a lot of our guests today about that statement earlier this year. We're in February. So this just ended a short time ago. So I, I guess my question is, is this a sense of John Tory getting caught and then coming forward? I, I'm, I'm curious to uh, how people would read into that line uh, that was both in the letter from Peter Downward, the, the mayor's, former mayor's lawyer, as well as in the statement that you just heard from John Tory. Again, if you're just tuning in, uh, John Tory has resigned as mayor of Toronto um, as news of a relationship with a former member of his staff, 31-year-old woman has come to light, broken this story uh, by the Toronto Star. Uh, the other question, again, that I will be asking many of our guests today is the fact that we just went through a municipal election. And according to John Tory, this relationship ended sometime this year. So John Tory knew he was he was in this relationship during the last election. One on the promises of keeping the city strong, moving it forward, and yet he had this secret that we are now finding out about. Let's listen to this clip of, of uh, what John Tory had to say about recognizing uh, the relationship uh, being a serious error. During the pandemic, I developed a relationship with an employee in my office in a way that did not meet the standards to which I hold myself as mayor and as a family man. The relationship ended by mutual consent earlier this year. He, he says later on, um, 
let me just read it here. I recognize that permitting this relationship to develop was a serious error in judgment on my part. Again, loaded statement, especially since the relationship actually just ended this, I'm assuming last month, because it's, you know, he says this year. So again, all assumption, but, you know, we're only a a few months into uh, this year, so it couldn't have happened that long ago. And so, you know, again, another question that we'll be asking, I think, in the days and weeks ahead, as our city now has been turned upside down by this news, is serious error in judgment on my part. When did he realize that this was a serious serious error of judgment? And was this just a revelation recently since he was still in this relationship? John Tory said the employee decided to pursue employment outside City Hall during the relationship. But there are questions then of, uh, you know, power dynamics. And will that come into play in this conversation as the integrity commissioner takes a look at this and reviews uh, this relationship? And according to the star, this employee accompanied, and this is according to the star, this employee accompanied Tory on trade missions and governance trips to Los Angeles, Ottawa, Austin, Texas, New York City, and Europe between 2018 and 2020. And she left the office in early 2021. Of course, we know John Tory is 68. This woman is 31. John Tory has been long time married for over 45, almost 45 years to Barbara Hackett and has four grown children and a number of grandchildren. But we will be uh, following this story. We have a number of guests lined up throughout the next couple of hours. Stay tuned, stay locked. This is Toronto This Weekend on 640 Toronto. I recognize that permitting this relationship to develop was a serious error in judgment on my part. It came at a time when Barb, my wife of 40 plus years, and I were enduring many lengthy periods apart while I carried out my responsibilities during the pandemic. That was the voice of former mayor of Toronto. Yes, former mayor now, John Tory, last night in his press conference at a little after 8.30 p.m. on Friday evening, uh, resigning from his post as mayor of the city in light of news that has come forward that he was in a relationship with a 31-year-old woman who was a part of his staff team. I'm now joined by Brad Bradford, City Councillor for Ward 19. Brad, thanks for joining me. Good morning, Maggie. Reactions to the news? Well, you know, it's jarring, and it's been a tough uh, 12 hours here for our city. Um, if, you, if you can put aside the circumstances for, for his departure for a second, you know, I think there is, as you as you acknowledged, a lot of really important work uh, that the mayor had carried out over the past eight years in a very challenging time for our city and, you know, decades of public service uh, before that. So that's that's really important. Um, but, you know, when you look forward here, the city is still facing huge challenges and we are going to need to find a way to come together as a council and, and frankly, as a city uh, to face those head on. Yeah, this, the work is still there. Our city needs a lot of attention. 
What do you think, though, Brad? I know that you're close with uh, John Tory, and not just you know his coworkers, but his friends. What What do you think his legacy will be? Will it be, you know, last night and what has transpired, or will it be the work that he has done for the city over the past number of years? Well, I think you know my experience working with the mayor was that he was someone who really tried to. Uh, find ways to move things forward, find ways to work together with people. And it was, it was never political. It was never ideological. And often folks in, in politics can be, uh, you know, very ideological about things. But the nice thing about local government is uh, there really is an opportunity to work with everyone. And whether that was the, you know, the 44 councillors that existed before I got there prior to the 2018 shuffle or the 25 of us who are there now, uh, multiple provincial governments, uh, multiple federal governments, uh, John was someone who was able to work, um, work with everyone to move things forward for Toronto. And, uh, you know, I think more recently, certainly his leadership uh, shepherding the city through the pandemic, uh, that was a really challenging time. And I think Toronto had a had a, a model that you can look back on and, and he was really exemplary. So those are big things that come for mind, uh, come to mind for me. Obviously, where we are today in the fallout of last night, that's probably not what uh, what's top of mind for everyone. But. You know, um, you know, we're going to have to find a way to move forward because we've got our budget next week. Um, we have major housing crisis in the city. We have a, a rash of, of crime and safety issues. And, uh, you know, we can't politic around this. we we got to figure out how we're going to move forward. I have some questions for you on how we move forward. But I, I do want to ask you, Brad, do you think that he made the right decision by resigning? It's a personal decision for him. And, um, you know, I think that uh, the way he felt about it is is personal. It's, uh, you know, the details that we have are just there. I understand that there will be an investigation, um, you know, with the Integrity Commissioner's office, and and they'll look into that. But relationship dynamics uh, in the workplace, everybody needs to be very mindful of that. And, um, you know, it was obviously inappropriate he said that. And, um, you know, I think he, he needed to have the clarity around a resignation, and, and that's what he did. So let's talk about how the city continues to move forward. As you said, big budget meeting uh, next week. Um, a lot of questions about how do we do that. Um, so, so, you know, we're hearing about Jennifer McKelvey, uh, who is the deputy mayor of the city, does she now take over? What 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 can you tell us about what the process is as you know our mayor has stepped down? Well, it'll be important for city clerks to offer guidance to all of us on exactly what's going to happen. But I I can tell you and offer some clarification off the top here. Uh, last night, my understanding is is John Tory announced his resignation, but he hasn't formally resigned yet. So once he does, Deputy Mayor McKelvey. Uh, would be acting mayor and and she would become the the head of council and all of the the power and responsibility that comes with that. Um, Once we have a resignation from council, uh, we have to declare that seat vacant at our next meeting. That's something that's required in the City of Toronto Act. And, you know, 
as you said, our next meeting is this Wednesday for budget. So it could happen as early as, as Wednesday, but that also depends on the time of a formal resignation from the mayor. Once we have a, a vacancy in that office, um, Bill 3, which was the, the Strong Mayor's Act, there's, there's some changes there, meaning we no longer have the ability to appoint a new mayor or appoint a new councillor. It's going to require a by-election. Um, we, we declare the seat vacancy, vacant. We have 60 days to, uh, to call the by-election. And there will be a bylaw that specifies the different elements of when the nominations open, when the nominations close, and and uh, when the election day is going to be. So that's kind of the immediate next steps. Um, all of that aside, we will still be required to pass a budget um, on the 15th. And, um, and it really depends right now whether that resignation has taken place in a formal capacity and if uh, Deputy Mayor McKelvey is, in fact, our acting mayor at that point, uh, my understanding is it would be her budget and uh, we would still be required to pass it uh, as we have to get that done within the month of February. Thank you for that clarification. That is very, very helpful. And so when you allude to, you know, you're right. I mean, he announced his resignation and so formally filing uh, his resignation that he's formally resigned, would that happen? Would that have to happen in a public forum? Would that have to happen at council or does that happen in a written letter? Do you know, do you know the nuances between that, Brad? I actually don't. Uh, I haven't seen that happen, um, happen before. So I, I would imagine there's paperwork and, and that needs to be put in writing. And I would imagine that would go over to our city clerk's office and they would receive that. Um, but it wouldn't just be, uh, you know, an announcement like we saw last night at, at a podium. So I think the timing of it is really important. And that's something we will all be focused on in, in the days ahead. Because, again, as we move into our budget and we have, you know, a $15 billion budget that we have to get past this month, as we move towards that on Wednesday, uh, it'll really depend who is still formally in the chair of of the mayor's role at that point, because it is now the mayor's budget. What is your, as you focus on your ward and the city, and as you alluded to it, I've alluded to it, there are a lot of pressing issues. We cannot be waiting for, you know, all of the ducks to be lined up in a proper row. Um, what are you most worried about as, you know, as, we, we formally hear of this resignation, we go into by-elections. What are you worried that will be delayed or, or will be negated or, uh, or, or not tended to that the city really needs to focus on at this moment? Well, I'm the chair of planning and housing at our city. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a 1986 model. I'm seized with the housing file because, you know, I talk to lots of friends folks on, on either side, and, and housing is a huge challenge. And I think the future sustainability of our city is predicated on the ability of folks having a good place to to work and to live here. And so we had a lot of um, a lot of work underway, and that was coming forward with our housing action plan, um, you know, even as, as early as, uh, you know, March. And those were big changes that are necessary for us to address the housing crisis here in the city. Um, that's my portfolio. That's the work that I have underway. 
all of that, um, you know, is up in the air now. So I'm seized with that issue. I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to keep working on that because it's so important uh, for all Torontonians. But, you know, it's it's not just that. It's getting the city moving. It's the, the crisis that we're seeing, you know, with, with our transit system. It's public safety. It's the rise in crime. Um, there's a lot of issues out there. And the the concern for me is the destabilization, the politicking that, that's already started, mm. the chum in the water for some folks and, you know, people who want to play politics rather than coming together and focusing on how we address those issues together as a council and as a city. You know, the, the work still needs to be done. Yeah. The work still needs to be done and we need to be, frankly, I think, laser focused on those issues that are keeping people up at night um, and doing what we can as local government to address them. But I think, you know, in the days ahead, um, it's it's probably it's probably going to get pretty political for some people. And uh, I just want to make sure that we can keep focusing on the work. Yeah. Thanks so much, Brad, for your time today. Thank you, Maggie. I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Absolutely. That was Brad Bradford, City Councillor for Ward 19. You're listening to Toronto this weekend on 640 Toronto. Coming up, John Maskerin is a municipal lawyer at Aird and Borellis, and he will chat about what this all means uh, for government going forward. That's next. I've decided that I will step down as mayor so that I can take the time to reflect on my mistakes and to do the work of rebuilding the trust of my family. I'll be working with the city manager city clerk and the deputy mayor, Jennifer McKelvey, to ensure an orderly transition in the coming days. That was the voice of now former mayor, John Tory, who announced his resignation last night around a little after 8.30 in a press conference after news has come to light that John Tory had been in a relationship with a 31-year-old staffer. I'm now joined by John Mascarin, a municipal lawyer at Aird and Borellis. John, thanks for joining me. Well, thank you for having me, Maggie. Reaction to the news of John Tory's resignation? I think my reaction is like everyone else's. Uh, Shock and surprise. I wouldn't have expected this of John Tory. You know, uh, a person who's gone in, uh, who was elected to office originally, uh, to you know, bring stability to get rid of all of the you know the the plagues and scandals that had uh, been at City Hall for uh, for a number of years in the uh, regime before him. So I think I think the shock value is probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Now, John, uh, you know, Brad, I, we just had Brad Bradford on. He's City Councilor for Ward 19, and he made a, an interesting point, and I'd love uh, some of your insight into this. While last night uh, John Tory announced his resignation, he still has to formally file his resignation, formally resign. Uh, what does that look like? What does that mean for the city? What does that mean moving forward? Do you know? Yes. Um, uh, Councillor Bradford is absolutely right. Uh, the seat of, an, of a member becomes vacant under the City of Toronto Act when the person resigns from their office and the resignation is effective under Section 205. That's what the City of Toronto Act says. What does that mean then? It says a member of City Council may resign from office by filing notice with the clerk. 
I don't know that he's done that. It was reported last night that he's resigned, but it didn't say that he filed his uh, resignation, which would be, Maggie, very simple, a letter saying I'm resigning from office, but it has to be filed with the city clerk. Um, No one's reported that that's actually happened. Until that happens, council doesn't really have to take a step because if someone says they're resigning, but they haven't done it, well, it, it doesn't take, you know, legal effect. Okay, so he still is technically our mayor. I think he is. Uh, so I was almost, you know, when you were when you were talking about it, you said he's the former yeah. mayor. I think that's how everyone's describing him. It's not technically true because the way the statute works, the statute being the City of Toronto Act, the uh, member who's elected remains in office until they uh, they are removed, and he hasn't, I think, uh, done this. Plus, what? technically has to happen because you you can appreciate when there's a vacancy, certain mechanics take place under statute that have to be fulfilled. So in this particular case, uh, Mayor Tory, I'm going to still call him Mayor Tory, has indicated he's uh, resigned and maybe, you know, in his own mind, he believes he has any, he may have technically, we don't know. So if he has filed his papers with the uh, city clerk and he may do so today, may do so tomorrow, then what happens is at the next council meeting, the council has to declare the seat vacant. And that's what then starts a clock ticking. So the next meeting of council is on Wednesday, February the 15th. There is a special budget meeting. The definition of meeting is any regular emergency or special meeting. So the meeting on Wednesday would qualify as the next meeting of council. The uh, City of Toronto Act is very clear. Council must declare the seat vacant. That then puts in place another regime which says now the city has 60 days in which to pass a bylaw to call a by-election. And Maggie, that is how the seat is filled. It used to be up to just a couple of months ago that the city council used to have authority to be able to fill the seat by appointment or running a by-election. That second option, or the first option, as I stated, is now been removed when the strong mayor powers were given to the mayor of Toronto and the mayor of Ottawa. Those two cities now cannot fill a vacancy in the head of council's seat by appointment. Only a by-election can be held. Interesting. So we will all be watching to see, uh, first of all, if currently Mayor John Tory... First of all, he needs to file uh, with the city clerk and then the steps uh, at the meeting. I think everybody will be watching the meeting on Wednesday. Talk to me about the integrity commissioner and his role in all of this. Will there be an investigation into this relationship? Um, I'm not sure that there will be. Uh, I'm not sure that the integrity commissioner will have jurisdiction to actually investigate once John Tory is no longer a member of council. He said he's made the um, the uh, integrity commissioner aware. Mr. Batty will probably receive some notification from Mayor Tory's office. Um, and there is no formal complaint. The integrity commissioner can really only act in uh, two instances, Maggie. One is 
has counsel directed him to uh, investigate? No, because counsel, I think, found out about it yesterday, like everyone else. Um, has someone filed a complaint? Not that I'm aware of. Um, and John Tory may have asked for advice about the matter. But uh, once he is no longer a, a member, I'm not sure that the City of Toronto Act um, gives jurisdiction to the Integrity Commissioner to inquire or make any investigation on the matter. As a lawyer, John, did it surprise you how quickly uh, Mayor John Tory resigned or announced his resignation? I mean, the news came out a little after 7.30, and in an hour, he resigned. Yes, um, it didn't surprise me in the least, apart from the initial shock. Um, Maggie, I don't want to tell you about your business, but I'm certainly aware of uh, media uh, cycles. And, you know, you drop this kind of news late on a Friday afternoon or in this case, in the evening. Right. Uh, Because why? It has less attention. Well, I don't know that this has gotten less attention. This has not happened suddenly. If you read, um, if you listened to Mayor Tory speak last night, uh, it was a very well crafted, carefully drafted uh, speech. public statement. Uh, It had been in the works, I think, for a little bit. Um, Sure, the decision was made, but it didn't just news came out yesterday. He released the news yesterday. I think this had been uh, prepared, you know, uh, at least at least days before. Okay, John, thanks for your time today. Thank you for having me, Maggie. That was John Mascarin, municipal lawyer at Aird and Burles. You're listening to 640 Toronto, Toronto this weekend. Uh, Coming up, we have Ed Keenan. He is a Toronto Star City columnist, has written an interesting piece in the Toronto Star last night after the news broke that Mayor John Tory will be resigning from his post. That's coming next. I'm deeply sorry, and I apologize unreservedly to the people of Toronto and to all of those hurt by my actions, including my staff, my colleagues on City Council, and the public service for whom I have such respect. Most of all, I apologize to my wife, Barb, and to my family, who I've let down more than anyone else. That was the voice of Mayor John Tory announcing his resignation uh, last night, a little after 8.30 p.m. This is after news broke that John Tory had been in uh, a relationship with a 31-year-old woman who was uh, a previous former staffer on his team. I'm now joined by Ed Keenan. He is a Toronto Star City columnist. Ed, thanks for joining me. Maggie, it's uh, it's good to join you. Uh, bright and early, but uh, with my head still spinning. Right. I mean, okay, we've had some time to really dissect some of this. Uh, your reaction after you've had time to kind of think this through? Um, well, <laughs> I know. I, I'm still thinking it through. Um, yeah. I think I think this this is a, a shock, right? Um, we are not strangers to political scandal at City Hall in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, <laughs> um, it, it's been a, a couple mayoral terms uh, that have been relatively quiet, but it, the place was a scandal factory during the Rob Ford years, and and of course he never resigned. And and part of what's head scratching about this is that 
people would look at it and say that um, they're, if, if he was in a relationship with a member of his staff while she continued to work at City Hall for at least a time, as his own statement implies was the case, mm-hmm. um, then a lot of people would say that's a problem, a big problem, and they have questions. But, you know, putting on your cynical political hat, it doesn't seem for a rich middle-aged guy to be a, a necessarily career-ending problem, hmm. um, especially if and and she never the, the the person in question never responded to the star's question. So uh, we're in the dark a bit about how she feels about it, but there's no indication that she she necessarily feels wronged by all of this. Um, and so a lot of people might say, "This is this it." Is this why he's resigning? But, um, y- you know, possibly there's there's something else or there's more going on here, as some people are speculating, or at least that the story has an element to it that we, we don't know. But it's also just possible that, that unlike some other politicians that we've gotten used to over the years, Rob Ford at Toronto City Hall, Donald Trump in the United States, uh, a, a politician whose brand is being an upright citizen and squeaky clean personally, and also who has a sense of shame, uh, maybe heads for the door a lot quicker. But Ed, don't you think in, a, in this day and age of, you know, discussion around power dynamics, he's 68, she's 31, the fact that she was a staffer, uh, that that also plays uh, a part, to, you know, in this in this dialogue and this discussion. I hear you. I mean, you know, if they're both consenting adults, she's an adult. Uh, again, we don't know much about her. But in the scope of the conversation that we're having globally around power dynamics, I could see why he would resign. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think it's the only reason why why it becomes a story now. Like a generation yeah. ago. Uh, People would still, some people would still shake their heads and frown at something like this. But it also was common and probably would not be a, a massive scandal, certainly not a career anyone. I think the last 10 years in particular has led our culture to a realization of what the reasons why a boss having a romance with one of their employees. It's just a disaster, right? You're you're in a, uh, an area where where the the concepts of meaningful consent and what might constitute harassment and what might lead to a train wreck of of problems where one person continues to wield power over the other person, like the power over their job, uh, and the ways that that is incompatible with any kind of genuine uh, romantic or sexual relationship. I, I, mean, I think we've all become aware of that. Yeah. And in the Me Too era, as everybody likes to call it, it's it it it's offensive to us, and for good reason, I think. I, I, and, and so, yeah, it's not uh, that I, I'm not in any way trying to diminish yeah. uh, it as a subject of conversation or or whatnot. It's just a lot of uh, longtime political observers and political professionals even who I know uh, had kind of immediately texted me when when the star broke this story um, after, you know, pushing it for for a week. And I was sitting beside my colleagues in the City Hall Bureau uh, watching them sort of dig into this story and try to see if there was something there. Um, Look, but as soon as it broke, I, I got 
uh, as soon as I broke, everybody was kind of like, wow, this is a story. And one hour later, yeah. one hour after the news was reported, he announced he was resigning. And were you surprised uh, by that, Ed, how quickly? Now, of course, I'm, I'm sure... You know, the Toronto Star did their due diligence. They sent the letter out to the lawyer, wanted a response, all of that stuff. So obviously they knew it was coming. But um, were you surprised at how quick? Because, uh, you know, when we first heard, when the first the story first broke, there was uh, news that he was going to hold a press conference this morning at 8.30. And then right. quickly that changed to 8.30 last night. So I don't know if that was miscommunication <laughs> or what happened there. I, I it was so was fast. I think uh, possibly a miscommunication. Yeah. But... I, I, I was, my head spun a little bit on how fast. I, of course, because I, um, because, because I'm at the Toronto Star, I knew that our story was coming. And, and of course, pe- people think, you know, we didn't schedule it for late on a Friday evening, right? Uh, it's just that that's how the news came to us, right? Uh, I, I would say that, that, that for several days, uh, most, much of a week, uh, there was, you know, conversation with the mayor's office about trying to get answers about this story, um, and and it sort of came together on uh, on a on a Friday night. That, but but it wasn't. There there was a point late Friday afternoon when we had not yet heard back from the mayor mm. directly, uh, where I thought I guessed it we'll continue looking into this next week or at least tomorrow mm. now today. Uh, and then, uh, we, we had never reached out to his lawyer. We reached out to him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. and his, he responded through a lawyer and then, and then immediately scheduled a press conference. And, you know, it running through your mind as a, somebody who's not in his office uh, at that point is, is that he's going to have a press conference and basically tell everybody what his lawyer had told us. Right. Uh, but I, I guess he looked at the picture and decided either that this was something he... I mean, what he said, he didn't want to be tarnished by it, that he didn't want to spend another four years in office trying to live this down or having everything uh, muddied up about this, or didn't, um, didn't think the situation got better for him the closer people looked at it, or... Uh, whatever he decided, um, it, it certainly it certainly was this this immediate reaction to it uh, certainly took even even I think me and some of the other people who were working on the story by surprise. It, it was not it's not the obvious political move in the crisis communications era where where often damage control is the f- and, and sort of trying to minimize things is the first impulse. Yeah, I think we're all picking up our jaws off, off the ground uh, yeah. with the announcement of the resignation. So what does his legacy then look like, Ed? Is, is this going to be, you know, attach the asterisks uh, beside John Tory's name for the rest of his days? Are people going to remember the past eight years and the things that he did do for the city? Well, I mean, I, I think it, it, we're going to have to take some time, I guess, to figure that out. I, I think he could legitimately point to some things that he's proud of. Um, th- there was some transit progress, in mostly in moving towards transit progress, right? Mm-hmm. In getting the province to agree to take over some big projects, including uh, what, what's going to be called the Ontario Line, but 
you know, for 40 years, the downtown relief line, which is what the, the Ontario line is, was considered the top priority, and no one had ever planned to start building it. They just talked about how expensive and difficult it would be and, and why we couldn't do it. And John Tory uh, announced that he was going to build it, and then Doug Ford took it over, and now uh, we're actually having uh, you know, political controversy over whether or not to cut down trees on the sites where the stations are going to be. It's under construction, right? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that it ultimately he'll want to point to that as part of his legacy, but the nature of transit building is that whoever's the mayor in 15 years is probably going to get to cut the ribbon and claim yeah. victory. Uh, the the King Street Transit priority transit so, some progress on housing, but, but I think he was hoping to get to that. Things like Smart Track uh, uh, kind of fell through a little bit, but a, a lot of people will point to to the rebuilding of the Gardner East if mm. indeed that winds up happening yeah. as being a, a, a many of us think maybe not not a great moment for him, yeah. but um, it will be interesting to look at his legacy, but. You know, attached to that legacy, and you asked about asterisks. He's the first uh, mayor to be forced to resign, or to resign, you know, as a result of a scandal in in recent memory. Yeah. Certainly, an amalgamated Toronto, and some of those other mayors have had scandals, but they didn't leave office that way. Um, I will tell John or Ed. I have to run, but yeah. thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, no problem. That was Ed Keenan, Toronto Star, City columnist. He's right. I mean, time will tell. History will tell. Sometimes history is forgiving. Sometimes history remembers. We'll uh, we'll see how that all uh, comes together. Next, we will hear from Alex Pearson, host of The Alex Pearson Show right here on 640 Toronto. You're listening to Toronto This Weekend. Well, I deeply regret having to step away from a job that I love in a city that I love even more. I believe in my heart it is best to fully commit myself to the work that is required to repair these most important relationships. As well, I think it is important, as I always have, for the office of the mayor not to be in any way tarnished and not to see the city government itself, but through a period of prolonged controversy arising out of this error in judgment on my part. That is the voice of John Tory, Mayor John Tory, uh, last night at his press conference a little after 8.30 p.m. when he announced his resignation from office Uh, in light of a story that broke last night uh, around 7.30 by the Toronto Star that divulged that John Tory had been in a relationship with a 31-year-old former staffer for months that, uh, on accounts to John Tory, has said that ended uh, earlier this year. Paula Fletcher, Toronto City Councillor for Ward 14, joins me now. Thanks for joining me, Paula. Good morning. Reaction to the news of John Tory's resignation? Well, uh, not how I expected to be spending my Friday night hearing that the mayor is resigning because of uh, incredible lapse in judgment with an affair with a young staffer in his office. Was resigning the best thing to do, Paula? Uh, I think that he took everything into account and we've all you know we went through a very big debate about warming centers um a lot of passion at the city council and i think he realized that wow i have to be strong there and now i'm carrying all this on my shoulders how can i do that with this scandal because it wouldn't have been let go and 
just the strong mayor business that he asked for, a lapse in judgment around the affair. I'm going to say a lapse in judgment and saying to Doug Ford, I want to be the strong mayor because now the city's in a bit of a pickle. Yeah. As you think about the fact that, you know, according to the star and according to John Tory's statement, this relationship ended early this year, we're in February. So that had to have been just a couple of weeks ago. Um, he obviously was in this relationship during uh, the election, during his run uh, for office. Thoughts on the fact that he was in this inappropriate relationship uh, and and running to be the mayor of the city again? I guess he said it himself, uh, lapse of judgment, error in judgment, I would say a large lapse in judgment and things that we didn't know uh, in the election. Perhaps it would have been better not to have stood for a third term, but he did. And then again, I'll just say, went, didn't tell us he was going to ask to be strong mayor that, and came out after the election and said, I want to be the strong mayor. And now this budget is his mayor's budget. There's, it's not city council's budget by law. We can see what a pickle that we're going to be in here. It's going to be tough to figure it out, but we have to act in the most resilient, strong, and mature way as, as a city council in the coming weeks and months. Paul, I, we just spoke with Brad Bradford, and he informed us that John Tory has to officially file you know, resignation papers with the city clerk. Do you know if that's been done yet? Uh, I don't think the time or date has been set for that yet. I don't believe that's happened. I think it's in flux. It's a bit shocking. To find Friday night, you know, the city doesn't work Saturday and Sunday, the city, uh, the city administration. Of course, TTC runs and all of the city services, but it's throwing everybody for a bit of a loop. I think we're going to have to stand back and figure out what to do. But it is, I would say, it's a pretty big mess. Yeah. As you've talked to other city councillors how do you move forward? What is the sense of those that you've talked to in the couple of hours that we've uh, heard this story kind of unfold in front of us? This is uh, the city's budget to be heard next Wednesday, but it's the mayor's budget because of this strong mayor legislation. So it's unclear if we can actually proceed because the mayor, I don't think he can be there to uh, deliver that budget. So Everybody's trying to figure out what to do next. And as I said, I think we're in a bit of a pickle, picking our way through that. Councillors I've heard, uh, they're quite concerned about the budget. They're concerned about what's going to happen. I believe there has to be a by-election according to to the provincial legislation that governs our our city elections. And um, everybody's just reeling. What's this all about? How did this happen? Why did he run for a third term when he knew that his political career may be in jeopardy if this came out? That is the real lapse of judgment as well. So is there not- I'm very sorry for, you know, his, I worked with him for eight years. He's worked on housing. He's done all of these things. And it's just terrible that, that everything just unravels. I think people are just in shock in the city. Absolutely. So is there not clarity that Deputy Mayor Jennifer McKelvey would inherit that budget? Is there are you are you saying that there is a lot of questions around uh, her role and, and how that would be linked to this current budget? 
Yes, please don't forget that the strong mayor system that John Tory asked for from the province makes this his budget as the mayor who's elected by the whole city. Uh, We will have an acting mayor from the deputy mayor, but she was elected in one ward. So under the old system that we had before, she would automatically be able to bring in a budget. But the new system that John Tory asked for severely limits, I believe, who can do what, because it's the strong mayor system. So I think it's time to get rid of that, too. Uh, Go back to having a council that works well and make decisions and not one person that set themselves up. Because once they've set themselves up that far, uh, when they fall, it's a long way down. So is everything at a standstill in in your perspective? Are we at a standstill until there's a by-election and a new mayor is sworn in? I think we're just trying to figure out what that happens, what happens, and particularly what happens about the budget. But we're bound by this legislation that he asked for called the strong mayor. Even the decisions that come down, they're the mayoral decisions, but it's for someone who is elected citywide. So there'll be uh, a lot of picking our way through this situation that we have. I believe, hopefully, that the city clerk will let councillors know the next steps. We may have that meeting on the budget. There may not be that meeting. It may have to be put off while we figure that out. But it really has um, come at just the most incredibly difficult time because this is a very big budget. Everyone knows there's some issues here that would like to have other things funded. Um, And uh, I don't have a crystal ball, but I know that I will always try to act in the best interest of the city And we'll just have to see how we're going to get there. Paula, do you think that there needs to be further investigation into what happened here with this relationship? You know, we've heard that the um, the uh, um, commissioner will be looking into this. The integrity commissioner will be looking into this. Should there be more of an investigation or are we just moving on after this announcement of the resignation? Uh, Well, once. The mayor's actually resigned. The integrity commissioner has no ability to investigate anybody who's not in office. So that will be up to everybody to decide if that was how how inappropriate that affair may have been when the boss has an affair with with a younger woman, a younger woman who works for him. But, you know, uh, that we'll have to see how that plays out as well. This is an unprecedented situation in the city of Toronto, really and truly. Would you run for mayor, Paula? I uh, No, I will not be stepping up for mayor. Do you have any ideas of who should? I don't know who's going to step up. You know that there was um, a number of people that had considered running for mayor last term, and then they stepped back because John Tory said he's running for a third term. I'm sure he's regretting that decision today. I, I can't believe he's not regretting that decision today. I know that uh, Councillor Bailao was interested in running out of Bailao was interested. She left for another job, and there was other councillors as well. Um, there may be councillors who are in council that were thinking of running, but when he stepped up for the third term, all of those uh, went up in smoke. And now this mayor's legacy is uh, in question. It's a very sad day for the city of Toronto. 
It truly is. Thank you so much, Paula, for your time today. Thank you. That was Paula Fletcher, Toronto City Councillor for Ward 50. And it truly is a sad day as we think about all that's on the docket uh, when we look at pushing the city forward. Um, as uh, Councillor Fletcher mentioned, we have a big budget meeting coming forward this week, Wednesday, this coming week, Wednesday. A lot of questions around where does this leave the budget? Where does this leave so many issues that uh, Torontonians are concerned about that we have to move forward on? Well, you will see what happens in um, the days and weeks to come. Next, I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the announcement of John Tory's resignation? Call us or text us 416-870-6400. That's next. You're listening to Toronto This Weekend on 640 Toronto. I want to thank the people of Toronto for trusting me as mayor. It has been the job of a lifetime. And while I've let them down and my family down in this instance, I've nonetheless been deeply honoured by the opportunity to serve the people of this wonderful city. And I believe that I did some good for the city that I did make a positive difference uh, for the city that I truly love, particularly during the pandemic. That was John Tory last night around 8.30, held a press conference at City Hall announcing his resignation in light of news that broke by the Toronto Star last night as well, that he, John Tory, had been in a relationship with a 31-year-old former staffer for months, ending uh, just this year. Uh, fascinating. You know, it's interesting to hear people's reaction to this news. Many of our callers thinking that John Tory's decision to resign last night was preemptive and uh, showing a bit of grace in this scenario. Uh, we are now joined by Adrian Batra, editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun. Thanks for joining me today, Adrian. Good morning. Good to be with you. Thoughts on, I don't know if you heard some of the callers uh, just a few minutes ago. I mean, you know, these are Torontonians and they don't think that this is as big of a deal as the rest of us do. You know, it's a really interesting uh, observation to, to make is that in, in sort of the political sphere and it, it, within the media, you expect, almost expect, okay, there's a scandal, someone's got to resign, there has to be someone held accountable. On the other side of it, Torontonians have, have seen some pretty, pretty uh, crazy things happen uh, at city council and including with, you know, my, my former boss, yeah. Mayor, uh, Toronto Mayor Rob Ford. So a, a affair may be on, on, in terms of the, if, if, we're, if we're ranking these things, may not you know, rank very high and people think that he could get past it. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because I suspect that as 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 the the last sort of forty eight hours, as as John Tory got together with his staff and his team and talked about, you know, when this story is ultimately going to break, can he survive it? That was very much part of the calculation, I'm sure. Can he survive the scandal? And you know, Maggie, I think I think it was fifty fifty. I, I think that there that you know he he had incredible support um, in the last municipal election. Very low voter turnout, I might add. Mm -hmm. But where things are challenging for, for someone in, in, in the mayor's system right now is that he would have struggled getting his agenda through because there would have been an erosion of confidence, oh. right? The, 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 the lack of judgment. He had an, uh, an illicit affair with a, a very young staff member. So, so other counselors perhaps, you know, question his judgment and then maybe not um, support him on certain things. 
there's all sorts of things that are happening right now. But ultimately, um, I think Mayor Tory did the right thing and, uh, and, and resigned. Now, as you alluded to, you've been in those back rooms. You've been a part of conversations with uh, your former uh, uh, boss, Rob mm-hmm. Ford. Um, talk to me about just what would have been said in the you know, days leading to you know, the announcement um, to the staff and just how to weather uh, just the communication around this scandal. Yeah. It's a great question. So a lot of the staff that are currently in the office of the mayor would have been there when this former staff member was, was there as well. Right. So, so there's an awkwardness already. It's, it's just like a human awkwardness. But those discussions would have been with his chief of staff, deputy chief of staff, some family members, certainly, and uh, other outside sort of political advisors. I know John Tory has what we refer to in our in, in some lines in the political line of business as a kitchen cabinet. That's basically a group of outsiders that sort of advise you, right? They don't work inside government; they're outside government, so they can, you know, not necessarily impartially, but advise you from, you know, a ninety thousand feet sort of sort of perspective. So he would have had lots of conversations with them. He probably would have talked to maybe one or two counselors, maybe some of his allies on council. Mm-hmm. But but having known John Tory for a long time, I think he in his mind had made his mind up to 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 um to to step aside. Uh I don't know if anybody really would have given him a compelling argument to to stay, would he have stayed? Mm-hmm. So there would have been a lot of yelling, a lot of tears, probably, mm. and a lot of um, really, frankly, uncomfortable discussions that probably should have happened, Maggie, before he ran for a third term. Yeah. And I think that that's that. And there's and there's probably a lot of anger amongst some people that supported the mayor. Now, again, I, I find it fascinating, Adrian, because you have been in those back rooms. Do you think people in the in that circle would have known about this relationship is it hard not to have known about this it's hard not to have known and it is it is a very tight political world in which you live in when you're in the office of the mayor now is it possible that there were you know maybe it was one of those sorts of things that you just never talked about right like it it happens but the the notion of of it being a, a junior staffer, being a staff member at all, like put aside just you know whether or not there are rules around it, and, you know, just just the, the the pure ethics of it, the lack of judgment of it, and I, I just out of character when when you sort of think of the totality of, of John Tory's career be it in the private sector or even in it politically it is um you, you know it i i think you're the last caller you had right before i joined you mm-hmm. was right john tory proved himself to be human uh and fallible and and of course our politicians are human and fallible we see that all the time it's just whether or not those those choices and 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 decisions that they made in in have have a massive impact on on our lives and in this instance yes they do municipal government is the closest government to the people we see our garbage get taken away every day we can see our roads 
get fixed or not fixed. And, and sometimes in the instance in Toronto, you know, we have we have weighty, weighty issues happening in our city. Crime is on the rise. Issues on the TTC, getting transit built, homelessness, getting getting housing built. So it would have been very hard for John Tory to put forward a budget with um plan which you know was going to be debated on tuesday and i suspect still will be mm-hmm. um is going to be debated tuesday he would have had a very hard time getting that through uh knowing how this council is um and and so now we have to rely on jennifer mckelvey who's now basically the statutory mayor has all the powers of the mayor to get that agenda through and i don't know if she can as you look at this statement that was made last night, what stands out to you? I have so many things. I only have two minutes for you, Adrian, but I, I have so many markups on my my uh, release because it just, you know, there are just so many more questions, I think. But what stands out to you as a communication specialist, as mm-hmm. editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun, maybe, you know, that leaves some more questions than answers? Well, I thought the statement was good. It, it, was, it was clear, it was concise, and straightforward, and but where there are a lot of still, as you say, rightly say, uh, question marks. He said he went to the integrity commissioner after the fact. Yeah. He said he has, you know, he, he's, he spoke in, in some cases through his lawyer. So, so there's still some issues, some un, un, unresolved issues hanging out there uh, from perhaps even potentially an employment and labor perspective. But that said, Clearly, this relationship, and, and I've heard nothing to, to contradict, was, it was a consensual relationship, mm-hmm. but the power dynamic remained. I, I don't know if there's any legal challenges in their faces. I suspect not. Where, where, where John Tory is, is uh, going to struggle is what he is now going to have in terms of just his, his legacy. Sadly, it's going to be this for now. There will be time for history to rewrite itself. Mm-hmm. But the, right now, John Tory's legacy is um, that he caught, caught up in a sex scandal and had to quit. And that I can, uh, is not what he's worked for for the last nearly decade as mayor. Um, so uh, just, just a lot of questions about what his legacy will be, what happens next at City Hall. Um, but as far as, as the mayor goes, um, I think we're not going to hear much from him. Uh, former mayor now, I suppose. Uh, we're not going to hear much from him for some time. All right. Thank you so much, Adrian, for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Adrian Batra, editor-in-chief of the Toronto Sun. Up next, we are going to hear from Ben Spur, one of the reporters that broke this sensational story from the Toronto Star. And then after that, we will take some of your calls later on in the show. want to hear from you. You're listening to Toronto This Weekend on 640 Toronto. Boy, what a morning it has been here in the city of Toronto. If you are just waking up or turning on the radio, you're driving down the highway, you might have not heard the news that uh, Mayor John Tory has announced his resignation. This happened last night, a little after 8.30 p.m. Uh, It's come to light that Mayor John Tory had been in an inappropriate relationship with a 31-year-old staffer. Um, and he has uh, announced his resignation. This relationship went on for months, ending earlier this year. Getting a couple texts in, uh, Gail says, I'm 71 and have never encountered so many scandals and unethical behavior as Prime Minister Trudeau, and he is never, ever held accountable. Sickening. 
thank you so much for all of you that have been calling throughout uh, the last couple of hours. I had the chance uh, to talk with City Councilor Brad Bradford earlier this morning. He has been a close friend of John Tory, as well as obviously, uh, you know, co-workers with John over the years. Here's what he had to say. Though, Brad, I know that you're close with uh, John Tory, not just, you know, as co-workers, but as friends. What what do you think his legacy will be? Will it be, you know, last night and what has transpired? Or will it be the work that he has done for the city over the past number of years? Well, I think, you know, my experience working with the mayor was that he was someone who really tried to... Uh, find ways to move things forward, find ways to work together. Obviously, where we are today in the fallout of last night, that's probably not what uh, what's top of mind for everyone. But you know, we're going to have to find a way to move forward because we've got our budget next week. Um, we have major housing crisis in the city. We have a, a rash of, of crime and safety issues and, uh, you know, we can't politic around this. we we got to figure out how we're going to move forward. I have some questions for you on how we move forward. But I, I do want to ask you, Brad, do you think that he made the right decision by resigning? It's a personal decision for him. And um, the way he felt about it is is personal. It's, uh, you know, the details that we have are just there. I understand that there will be an in- investigation. Um you know, with the integrity commissioner's office and, and they'll look into that, but relationship dynamics, uh, in the workplace, everybody needs to be very mindful of that. And, um, you know, it was obviously inappropriate. He said that, and, um, you know, I think he, he needed to have the clarity around a resignation and and that's what he did. So let's talk about how the city continues to move forward. As you said, big budget meeting, uh, next week. Um, a lot of questions about how do we do that. Um, so, so you know, we're hearing about Jennifer McKelvey, uh, who is the deputy mayor of the city. Does she now take over? What, what, what can you tell us about what the process is as, you know, our mayor has stepped down? Well, it'll be important for city clerks to offer guidance to all of us on exactly what's going to happen. But I, I can tell you, and offer some clarification off the top here. Uh, Last night, my understanding is is John Tory announced his resignation, but he hasn't formally resigned yet. So once he does, Deputy Mayor McKelvey uh, would be acting mayor, and and she would become the the head of council and all of the the power and responsibility that comes with that. Um, Once we have a resignation from council, uh, we have to declare that seat vacant at our next meeting. That's something that's required in the City of Toronto Act. And, you know, as you said, our next meeting is this Wednesday for budget. Mm-hmm. So it could happen as early as, as Wednesday, but that also depends on the time of a formal resignation from the mayor. Once we have a, a vacancy in that office, um, Bill 3, which was the, the Strong Mayor's Act, there's there's some changes there, meaning we no longer have the ability to appoint a new mayor or appoint a new councillor. It's going to require a by-election. Um, we, we declare the seat vacancy vacant. We have 60 days to, uh, to call the by-election, and there will be a bylaw that specifies the different elements of when the nominations open, when the nominations close, and, and uh, when the election day is going to be. So, 
that's kind of the immediate next steps. Um, all of that aside, we will still be required to pass a budget um, on the 15th. And, um, and it really depends right now whether that resignation has taken place in a formal capacity and if uh, Deputy Mayor McKelvey is in fact our acting mayor at that point, uh, my understanding is it would be her budget and uh, we would still be required to pass it uh, as we have to get that done within the month of February. Thank you for that clarification. That is very, very helpful. And so when you allude to, you know, you're right, I mean, he announced his resignation and so formally filing uh, his resignation that he has formally resigned, would that happen? Would that have to happen in a public forum? Would that have to happen at council or does that happen in a written letter? Do you know, do you know the nuances between that, Brad? I actually don't. Uh, I haven't seen that happen, um, happen before. So I, I would imagine there's paperwork and, and that needs to be put in writing. And I would imagine that would go over to our city clerk's office and they would receive that. Um, but it wouldn't just be, uh, you know, an announcement like we saw last night at, at a podium. So I think the timing of it is really important. And that's something we will all be focused on in, in the days ahead. Because, again, as we move into our budget and we have, you know, a $15 billion budget that we have to get past this month, as we move towards that on Wednesday, uh, it'll really depend who is still formally in the chair of of the mayor's role at that point, because it is now the mayor's budget. What is your, as you focus on your ward and the city, and as you alluded to it, I've alluded to it, there are a lot of pressing issues. We cannot be waiting for, you know, all of the ducks to be lined up in a proper row. What are you worried that will be delayed or or will be negated or uh, or or not tended to that the city really needs to focus on at this moment? Well, I'm the chair of planning and housing at our city. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a 1986 model. I'm seized with the housing file because you know I talk to lots of friends, folks on on either side, and and housing is a huge challenge. And I think if future sustainability of our city is predicated on the ability of folks having a good place to to work and to live here. And so we had a lot of um, a lot of work underway and that was coming forward with our housing action plan, um, you know, even as as early as, uh, you know, March. And those were big changes that are necessary for us to address the housing crisis here in the city. Um, that's my portfolio. That's the work that I have underway. All of that, um, you know, is up in the air now. So I'm seized with that issue. I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to keep working on that because it's so important uh, for all Torontonians. But, you know, it's it's not just that. It's getting the city moving. It's the, the crisis that we're seeing, you know, with, with our transit system. It's public safety. It's the rise in crime. Um, there's a lot of issues out there. And the the concern for me is the destabilization, the politicking that that's already started, mm. the chum in the water for some folks, and you know, people who want to play politics rather than coming together and focusing on how we address those issues together as a council and as a city. You know, the the work still needs to be done. Yeah, the work still needs to be done, and we need to be. Frankly, I think laser focused on those issues that are keeping people up at night 
um, and doing what we can as local government to address them. But I think, you know, in the days ahead, um, it's it's probably it's probably going to get pretty political for some people. And uh, I just want to make sure that we can keep focusing on the work. That was City Councillor Brad Bradford earlier this morning. Uh, big thank you to Jason, Jody, and Katia for holding it down this today as all of these moving points and all of our guests. Keep it locked on 640 Toronto. We will have further conversation on this continuing developing story as uh, we ask so many questions of what this means. The announcement of John Tory's resignation. What does this mean for the city of Toronto. Join me tomorrow for the Sunday edition of Toronto this weekend. I'm Maggie John. Take care. Have a fabulous Saturday.